You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Teen Wolf After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Teen Wolf After Show. Hello, After Buzzers. Bing is for doing, and we're here doing another After Buzz TV after show for MTV's Teen Wolf, Season 3, Episode 4, Unleashed. Sitting next to me today is Sarah Stratton, After Buzz TV host. I'm, of course, Kristen Elizabeth Snyder. And sitting across the way, our first special guest this evening is a writer, director, and editor who has worked on films such as Children of the Corn, Lineage, Hellraiser, and TV shows such as WWE Tough Enough, Making the Band Top Model, and most recently, Teen Wolf. Please welcome Alyssa Clark. All right. And sitting next to her, our next special guest this evening is a writer, director, and voiceover artist who has worked on films such as Sleep When You're Dead, video games such as World of Warcraft, and TV shows such as The White Rapper, The Man Show, and most recently, Teen Wolf. Please welcome Griffith. Jessica Griffin. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Thank for you the guys. Children of, thanks for the Children of the Corn shout out. Seven. <laughs> it's Children of the Corn uh, seven. Children of the Corn seven. Yeah. There we let's go. Get, let's be specific, yeah. just like Teen Wolf. Yep. Thank you guys so much for oh, joining man. us. If you guys don't know at home, they actually wrote this episode, Unleashed. Round of applause. Oh, Thank you so much for being here. Our parents are here. very proud. Yes. They my, should be. Actually, I don't think my parents watched it, but his parents <laughs> my, did. My mom called me after the episode aired. She's like, oh, you know, you did such a Nice job there, you kids. So good, good job there. So has she been watching the oh, past yeah. seasons? Yeah, so she's really a good. huge fan. Yeah. yeah, I really like the accent there. By the way, uh, that is an accurate impression of the mother. D- dead on, <laughs> dead <laughs> on. Yeah, Vicky will be very proud of that. She'll they are from Minnesota. They don't quite sound that yeah. like that. Oh. No. Alyssa also edited the episode. I did. Yes. So you've worked many hours. On this episode alone, how many hours? Can you just give us a guesstimate on the writing, the editing? How many hours do you think you worked on this episode? I don't. I'm not very good at math, <laughs> so once we get past like a hundred, I'm I'm lost. But it it was at least that it's yeah. in the hundreds. Yeah, absolutely. It's in the hundreds of hours. She stopped working to actually come here tonight to promote the yeah. show and, and give us some inside information for you guys at home. So thank you so much. We really appreciate that. You're welcome. The <laughs> check will be when. <laughs> um, yeah, now. So we got some, I really loved this episode because everything sort of started coming together for me and I have some wild predictions because there were some words dropped that made me point fingers at specific people and thank you guys because now I think I'm, I'm really starting to understand everything that's going on this season. We are here to shine the light for you. Yes. <laughs> Jeff totally okay so that's giving away all the spoilers. Yes. Oh, oh yes. great. <laughs> Just kidding guys, no spoilers. <laughs> Um, so there was some locker room nudity. We got some brutal murders and some wet T-shirts. Yes. Thank yes. you. You're welcome. <laughs> There's so much drama already in this season. We're only at episode four, and that's like a huge sign of great writing. So 
Again, we thank like to you. keep it light. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> suicides and murder and human so sacrifices. Yes. And yeah, it's Good fun, guys. It's fun. Lighthearted family moods. <laughs> yes. You know, a, a lot of shows. The dog lives. The dog lives. So <laughs> that's oh, all right. I was worried yeah, about. Yeah, really right. Not gonna lie. Yeah. No, yeah, no. We, it, me too. We yeah. would have some serious problems. I mean, if Bullet was gone and that guy was still alive. Yeah, no, no, unacceptable. He might be facing some troubles. Unacceptable. Fans would have written you letters. Yeah. I have no doubt. <laughs> yes. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump right into my favorite plot point of this episode and of the season, I guess, is the, the sacrifices, the ritual sacrifices. I think that what we can take away from this episode is just follow Lydia and you will get to wherever there's going to be a missing person dead body. She seems to have that knack, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah, the poor girl. I mean, she has not had it easy for three seasons, but I think this season... Uh, I think she's really coming into her own. And even though it still seemed like she wasn't quite in control of what was going on last night, like I think she really is starting to get, all right, something really happening and I need to, you know, I need to pay attention to it. So instead of just like freaking out, she's like, all right, I'm going to call Styles. I'm going to let him know. I'm going to like be. After she calls the police. (laughs) (laughs) Big mistake. This episode, she called Styles first. It's true. She learned her lesson. Slowly but surely. I I feel like she's going to get promoted to sheriff. Styles is going to (laughs) be, Styles is going to be jealous. And. I mean, well, let's start with deputy. Poor, Maybe yeah. deputy, yeah. But Sheriff Stalinsky, he really needs some help. He, he does. <laughs> like, he is, like, out there trying to deal with the FBI. He doesn't even have time to figure out who is in, responsible for these murders. Yeah, he only knows half the story. As exactly. Style it's said. really hard to yeah. operate when you don't. You're, this huge chunk of the world is missing from your mind. Absolutely. And we have uh, Styles in this life or death situation where he still has his virginity. <laughs> and Lydia, like, he's been there for you. I really think that she's logical and she would understand that she needs to help him with this small favor. I mean, she, she, Maybe if it was presented think? that way, but I'm sort of the belief that like, I don't think I don't think Lydia has ever led Styles on. No, I think Styles has had a crush, but I don't think it's her job to answer his crush. Whether right. unless Styles, you know, unless he does something that she starts to see him in a different light, then I would be, you know, like. Right now, like, Styles is her, starting to become her buddy, right? Like, right. She's very gracious about it in yeah. a way. Like, she's she's kind to him. She fills him in. She's not, like, pushing him away because she knows he has a crush on her. Right. She, she's very nice. I really feel like they're forming a team human here. Like, Lydia, <laughs> Styles, and Dr. Deaton. Like, we have all the supernaturals teaming up, and I'm so happy that we get this team human. But is Dr. Deaton really completely human? There's something else going on there. Well, I really like what Styles... Uh, Styles goes to him and says, you have the answers. Like, why haven't you been helping? And he's like, oh, I was scared to have <laughs> right. been scared of this would be happening or whatever. So why, why didn't he help before this? I think that there's, in my mind, right. I put out that there's like some big event that we're missing out of his life. Like, he's obviously, he mentioned... Some dark secret in it, his past, perhaps? Oh, yeah. Well, he mentioned that he's been around the werewolves since the original pack, um, of the town. So something happened there in my mind that we're going to find out later. He's been, but he, he's been spending many years trying to forget, right? Yeah. Trying to forget something. Yeah. But I really, this was my favorite part when we finally got to the answer that yes, it's the Druids. And we got some answers from Dr. Deaton finally after seasons of wondering what this mystery was. <laughs> right. He's finally giving in to Styles, which could for Styles actually realizing who has the answers in this town and who he should go to. So we find out that the Druids, um, in Gaelic it actually means wise oak. 
and they were philosophers and scholars, and they weren't serial killers. And when Dr. Deaton was talking about the scholars, that actually made me think of someone who's new in town, which I don't want to say because I think that could be, you know, I, I think it... I, I mean, you're I, allowed to say. I don't know if they're They allowed. are not allowed to say, but I also don't want to get, like, ahead of the game and, and point out anything. You I will just, just say. You don't want to be proven wrong. You're welcome. Yeah. You, are, you, are you totally can put some cash scared. right out on the table. <laughs> I will make bets. I will get the quarter. I will take the risk. You, take the um, you are welcome to to make whatever predictions you want. I mean, and I think my expression the whole time will probably be like this. I'll stare like <laughs> Poker this. faces. I'll stare really intense. <laughs> you guess. And we'll Guys, see what happens. Tune into YouTube to see their faces. Maybe we can get some answers on their face. God, um, that would be a waste of your evening. Right <laughs> so the druids were close to nature and they believed that they actually kept it in balance, which right. I really love because some people get so crazy and psycho that they do do things that in their mind benefits nature and balances things out. And we find out that these killings are actually groupings, which a type of power is given from a certain group of killings. So we had the three virgin killings, which represents a certain power. And now um, we, we heard that it could be three healers, three philosophers, or three warriors, which clicks in Lydia's mind that it and, and styles that it could be a soldier. Right. So that kind of takes us in the direction that it's not people with puppies, as Styles <laughs> warns Lydia about, but it's actually people who were have military background, which we find out that the guy from the beginning, when he's talking to um, Scott, he said, you know, I'm from a military family, and then Boyd also, you know, reaffirms that saying that he was in the ROTC with him. And that's when we're taken to Lydia remembered as Mr. Harris. And we get my favorite scene was um, the music room scene. Yeah. The fluke state where she just ends up there. Yeah. Yeah. I like the music room scene, too. That was a lot lot of fun. I mean, people are saying on YouTube that they just love the music this season. And so do I. Like, I've been looking it up. And and the composing Dino, I can't wait to bring him in. Yeah. It's fantastic. It just really draws you into the scene. Dino is not going to be able to get in here until uh, until (laughs) until 312. Try to get him in for that because that's when we're going to see him again. I just left him with several notes. Also, in that scene, that was uh, also Laura helped pick out some of the music for that. Laura oh, Webb, yeah, Laura Webb, music, music supervisor. Yeah, I was trying, what I was trying to do with that scene, um, well, as writers, it's, it's interesting in the, in the write- writing process because originally that scene was much longer. There was actually mm-hmm. a music teacher who we saw. Yeah. Um, but our script was already really long. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I edited out eight minutes of wow. that. That will be, we'll yes. have whole scenes on the DVD, which sometimes we don't have, but this time there'll be whole scenes on the DVD um, extra scenes that I just had to cut out because I didn't have time. But the one we had written uh, originally had a music teacher uh, named Mr. Oxaby, which means they're going to skewer me if I get this wrong. (laughs) I think it's two wolves in French or something like that. Mm. But actually was my uh, TA friend of mine uh, at UC Davis. Wow. Yeah, which totally worked out. And he plays upright bass. So we had him, and we had a whole scene where he died. And that kind of got changed just in the notes. The piano, like, attacks him. Yeah, in the notes process, it got got changed. He was another sacrifice. He was one of the teachers. So we still have the teacher dying, but now we just have Lydia in it. But when I saw, you know, when I we wrote the scene, and when I saw the footage, I, I, we had just come off watching a entire... A showcase of Twin Peaks at USC. I love Twin Peaks. So, like, for the last <laughs> four months, we have watched Twin Peaks and listened to things. So, like, David Lynch and Twin Peaks was really on my on on my radar, and 
I, Laura, I said, Laura, I need something really weird, some really weird music. And it's Scandinavian of some sort. I don't even know what the title means. It's by a band called Mum. That's the weird one that's, that's like doing the little weird vocals. I, I need to download that. Yeah, it's great. And uh, it, it, I like played it really long and I have that really long shot. And I, I was, you know, and we had written it weird and then it had, it had been shot weird and then I edited it weird and I was just like I just wanted to feel a little bit like a David Lynch moment and I mean of Mm -hmm. course like that's reaching for the stars but if it's just if you thought it was a little weird that's all I really wanted it was weird I loved it I'll give you that it was weird (laughs) I was like yeah, I don't got nothing band costume. I I have a note here that it was my favorite scene, so it worked totally good, brilliantly. I also spent four years in high school band, and it was a nightmare. <laughs> I was a middle school band. Yeah, I was also a middle school. I band. was a drummer. Another yeah, that's cooler. That's cool. I was a trumpet. Yeah, Another sure. little piece of trivia flautist. there. Of course you were. Look trivia. At you. Look at your hair. Look at her. Look at her hair and her posture. Fluting hair. There's flute, fluting hair. I still see the flute there. Actually, <laughs> bring it in next. Actually, Kiahu, uh, when he has his little trumpet and he plays the trumpet a little later in the season, there's a spoiler. Ooh, Ooh big spoiler. Ooh, big spoiler, guys. He, he brought it out and I was like, "You're not holding it. You have to hold it like this." And you're like, "I know." <laughs> let me I use my. Know. Let me use my knowledge. Did he actually play in high school? No, no, he didn't. But he. But you did. But, his, but I did. Him. taught him. Yeah. yeah, I was not very good. But you tried playing again, and you could. You still, can add that to your I list of jobs. Tabs. Yeah. Right, music teacher, right. writer, editor. Yeah, right. So music many talents. Teacher. So, so many. No, yeah. I, I mean, this was really like you guys' episode, and it's great that you got to be involved in all those different processes yeah. because, you know, writers really hate it when their work gets edited. So you were the one in charge of that. Can you kind of talk about that and struggle, perhaps? Well, I mean, we still got edited mm-hmm. in the writing process. I mean, you know, the right. show, the show's creator is the show's vision. I mean, Jeff Davis is, I mean, he's, he's the man. Yes. Uh, and he, it's, it's his show, and uh, he makes things awesome and often better. So, you know, I can't be mad about that. But he, as a writer, was still like, our words. But no, he, his <laughs> words are amazing. So, but uh yeah, it's it's fun. To, like I kind of switched the schedule around when I saw what episode we'd be writing. I was originally supposed to edit uh, the the first episode, but I switched it around so I could edit the second episode and the fourth episode because I wanted to edit what we did, which I thought was really fun. You're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 move the <laughs> schedule around. Is that a spoiler? Does are you the only one who knows that happened? Oh no, no, no! I was <laughs> like, no. Kidding. I also was. <laughs> this I was, was also, maliciously done. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> No, I was also just tired, and the first episode's really hard, so Ed did a great job, and I didn't have to do that whole motorcycle thing. So <laughs> I'm glad Ed got that instead of me. Oh, by the way, I really loved, going back to other scenes uh, from other episodes, the ice bath scene with Isaac. Thank you. That You're welcome. I also <laughs> edited that. Yeah, that's actually one of my favorite acts of anything I've ever done. Wow. And not just because Isaac is an angel, but because it was just a lot of fun to do. And to torture him. I mean, to <laughs> Yeah, it's a yes. lot of, we do we, we do treat that boy badly. Yes. Now those weren't those were like plastic ice cubes, right? Were Probably they? well warm uh, water. <laughs> not the whole time. Like when he did the first yeah. step in, that was ice, so that was genuinely. Ooh. And then uh, they had him in warm water for. I mean, you, he had to film for hours, so you can't like. But then they can't did freeze add, him to death. They did add real <laughs> ice for some of those close ups and some of that shaking that he's doing is genuine. I mean, he did a great job. And then we reshot some stuff too, so he. Had to, like, I do enjoy he's that. Like, Great! I'm yeah, so glad dirt. we have to do this again. <laughs> yeah. Right? But he did a he did a fantastic job. Everybody did a fantastic job in that scene. I love it. Now going back to the sacrifices in the druids, how much research goes into all this writing that you guys do? Do you want to talk about D and D? You can break out the monster manual. 
<laughs> well, we did. Okay. Um, a lot of research goes into it. I mean, we do real research, um, real research. It's all real research. But, you know, all of us writers, like, read about druids and, and, and Jeff loves that kind of stuff. Anyhow, too, like, yeah. one of my favorite parts about Teen Wolf is, like, it'll stop down for a second to teach you a fact. That's what I love too. Yeah, yeah Jeff loves that, and I because he likes to learn, and like he likes Paradolia, to sh- you know. Yeah, he's like allegory of McCarthyism. That was allegory of McCarthyism. I was like, oh, God. yeah, exactly. Derek. You didn't know Derek was like studying up, you I know, know, behind the like, scenes, right? I got a lot of flashbacks. <laughs> I was like, the crystal, yes, wow, you're mm-hmm. smart. Nice fact. But the Lindo man, I mean, I remember that had just actually, and I'm gonna that that research was not that long ago. Like that was like in Scientific American a couple years ago, I think. I don't even really remember. I'm, I'm probably missing quoting but you know they had done some new research on the the bones and they found they found all that so uh, the nice thing about druids too is as much research as you can do there's really not that much information available yeah. for them so you are kind of free to uh they did a lot of oral history so a lot of not a lot of writing not a lot of writing down which i think is mentioned i think i yeah. think styles mentioned styles that they didn't write that. a lot down and it's true so you know we extrapolate and of course we we add things you to make a story. It a little it's a bit. TV show, you know. And also we did, um, you know, like I'm not saying I ever played a druid in Dungeons & Dragons years ago, but like this nerd might have. No, I was always half-elf. <laughs> That's awesome. But no, was, in, in, in D&D, in uh, there, there's a druid class, a druidic class, and like the idea is you're supposed to be true to nature. They actually can, oh my God, I'm such a... They have to be neutral. They can be neutral. They have to have. They have to be able to try to keep things in balance. Like you, you, and they can shape shift and stuff. So I might have brought some of this knowledge into the writers' room and shared it, and then had to like, yeah, whatever. Dandy's cool. Right. I like it. I like it. I like yeah. it. More knowledge about yeah. this stuff, better. It makes what, the show. Where did the mistletoe my... come from? Well, Is... the mistletoe actually was found in the, the Lindo Man. The Lindo Man. So oh, okay. it's right out of there. Yeah, I think that actually was part of the druidic elements. And I don't think a lot of, not all the druids were killing Well, there's people, a whole thing with mistletoe and uh, oaks and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they the, the they were sacred They were sacred plants, too. That's so interesting to because peoples. the fact that like, mistletoe is a wheat nowadays, so yeah. it's well, it like grows categorized. On, grows on it's a fun, or a fun type of fun. Or, oh, I hate to say these things when they're on the internet because then like, everyone's like, oh. You're technically wrong. Yeah. I'm and we, uh, totally we have a caller on the line, I believe. What? <laughs> caller on the line with the AfterBuzz TV Teen Wolf podcast. Caller, what's your name? Where are you from? Hello? Caller. Do you know a lot about uh, I guess they, they disconnected. I don't know. Uh, they got scared. Oh, here Safe. they are again. Oh, here oh. they are. Okay. Caller on the line with Teen Wolf AfterBuzz TV. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you from? And they just kick it again. All right. oh, no. Okay. Oh, maybe if it's the third time, they're the third sacrifice. That could be. Uh, we'll not answer again. We sacrifice. <laughs> okay. Callers. Well, caller, you can tweet us uh, at AfterBuzz TV. You can tweet me at uh, Cinematic Escape on Twitter. I have it up right now. Let me read one person tweeting at us. Um, Are they talking about Gauntlets of Giant Strength? They said they're probably critiquing Ash, our middle Ash says, "Was Deucalion kidding when he said he was the demon wolf? What does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> I don't 
I guess, you know, you'll have to wait I and think find he's out. pretty badass. I think we're safe mm-hmm. to say that he's pretty badass. Like, he, and he has a, he, you know, I think he has a strong sense of self. I mean, I yes. want to ask you, Ash, were you not listening? I mean, he is the apex of apex. apex he predators. Is the, yeah. Yeah. And he has control <laughs> he over is the, the alpha of alpha. <laughs> we like, got we to gotta take the lightning away from the directors. That's all I'm telling you. We gotta I, I love it. <laughs> no, I, I liked that. I was, was kind of awesome. I was waiting for him to shift, though. Like, you guys leaving us hanging on his full shift, I was like, shift. Shift. Yeah, he's no a destroyer right? of worlds. Right. I what wrote it all down. Into? You know what? That the destroyer of worlds is a quote from Oppenheimer about quoting the Bhagavad Gita. Yeah, quoting but about nuclear war. There you nuclear go. Bombs. Oh, fun fact. Not Good war, but bombs. Okay, and then um, Inez says on Twitter, Scott taking over as Alpha little by little. This might be what causes Derek to kill him instinctively. I don't think that Derek's going to to kill anyone. Really? You know, no. huh? Okay. He's killed his brother. His brother? His uncle, I mean. His uncle. Yeah. His Not uncle. brother. Yeah, his I, uncle. I, you know his, what? His uncle was a jerk. His though. uncle was a jerk. Yeah. I, I'm I not sure. He needed to die. But, and he brought back to life, but to die. Guys, I just want to say one thing. Don't forget, you can support AfterBuzz TV by going to iTunes or YouTube, downloading, rating, or commenting on the show. And if you'd like to join the conversation, you can call us, our fan line, at 424-256-1729. You can also join our live chat at AfterBuzzTV.com. And some of our comments, more Aaron says... Remember the girls were visualizing horrible things before they got taken. I think Deucalion can project visions onto other people, so he most definitely could be connected to the sacrifices for some reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Could be. Interesting He's got that point. weird eyesight. He's yeah. Got weird eyesight. So maybe he can project visions. I like that. Um, BX Girls HS says, This season has surpassed my expectations. The music for this show is awesome! Sweet. Exclamation well, how, marks. How, how high were her expectations? Because <laughs> if they were, you know, like really low, then okay. But I'm if they were high expectations, then all right. I we'll understand what Let's she means because... Yeah. I think her expectations, her expectations were, were up here. Where writers, positivity and writing don't Do necessarily not, yeah. go hand in hand. Got, like, as writers, you have to manage your expectations. Depre- a, depression a, and drinking go hand yeah. in hand in writing. <laughs> I think Slum- from... Clothing and you know, yeah. This is why the show has suicides and <laughs> sacrifices and killings. In case you were wondering, exactly. um, she also says, "I like Derek is getting a love interest, but in the end, I think she's supernatural." And I agree. Mm. Oh, do you? Know? I really she's think supernaturally hot. She's a oh, super teacher. You think yeah. and teacher's scholar? <laughs> well, she's but so weren't they, weren't they talking the about sacrifices when they're talking about all the different categories? I'm going to take a drink of Diet Coke Sacrifices. Um, I'm not going to agree sure. with you on this one. You she don't looks, think that the English she looks teacher so frightened, and she's always alone. <laughs> she's like to spend a lot of time alone. Like that she's she's in the, the victim category in my mind. She was putting up the fences with Derek. I'll say that, and uh, she doesn't want to get close to anyone. So hey, you never know. And neither does Derek. You know what? He was softer to her though, which surprised me because she's super hot. Yeah, but he doesn't normally, like, go out of his way and show his soft side, you know? Yeah, that's sweet, isn't it? Yeah. Love interest. Um, I mean, you know, shows his soft side by throwing it, a glass know, at Isaac's head. You know, like, right. the sweet part of him. <laughs> did you guys, what did you think about that scene? Because there's been a lot of internet, um, there's been a lot of internet buzz about that whole thing. I mean, I took it as him being protective, and he wants him to go so he can save him. It's that whole pushing someone away to keep them safe. So, like, I thought it was sweet and nice and what needed to happen. Um, 
and obviously Isaac can't understand because that's the whole point. Yeah. It's when you tell someone like you don't love them even though you do to protect them. This is it the second time to me. Yeah. that Isaac has been rejected by a family. Yes. Yeah. And you know what, Derek? It just takes a little bit of communication <laughs> to help everyone understand the situation. But so, if people communicated properly, <laughs> nothing would ever happen on TV. You know what true. I mean? People but just also, were like, Derek honest isn't, with their Derek isn't the type to sit down and be like, Isaac, let's yeah. talk. There's a really bad demon wolf who wants me to kill you, and so I just need you to go like chill with Scott for a while. That's not really his style. His style is to like, I need to scare the crap out of you yeah. so you go away and get away from me because I'm too dangerous yeah. and information right. can be dangerous right. like yeah. if, it's a, if he really told him everything he's putting him more in the line of right. fire because right. then he exactly. knows because then Isaac would try to get like a chain mail scarf maybe to protect himself or something <laughs> <laughs> or he'd go trying chain to mail fight scarf. I do like his scarves on the show you like the scarf? <laughs> I do like the scarf it's so British I just want to go back to our topic for one more minute before we move on okay. but um, so this whole like the druids and, and yes. the Gaelic language uh, I really think that, you know, a lot of people, they misinterpret the Bible and then they go a little crazy. So I think that whoever's doing this, this is just perhaps a misinterpretation of what the Druids were doing and, and you know, their plans. And Yeah, they totally only killed people for good reasons. Absolutely. <laughs> right. <laughs> Everyone only kills people for good reasons <laughs> right. in, their, yeah. own in their, mind. their own mind. Yeah, exactly. So Mr. Harris, the science teacher, he uses a different grading scale than we're used to. Yes. And I would expect no less from Teen Wolf <laughs> to have their own grading scale. Um, and This paper is rated R. <laughs> we get that it is... Have it here, Durak, which is like the the dark oak. Yes, when someone has gone down the wrong path, and we get that scene with him in the end where he was clearly helping this person. And we even kind of got a foreshadow of that with the fact that he could spell out what the name was. Like for me, that was like a hint. Like mm-hmm. how would he know what it's called unless he was tied in? Well, is he just so smart that he knows? No, that actually, if you, Ooh, he's a yes. victim. He's a mm-hmm. sacrifice. So mm-hmm. that was actually probably, I mean, I'm going to let you interpret your own way, but that might have been him seeing something like the other victims had maybe. Uh, that makes sense. Could be. I mean, maybe he's into all kinds seen. of hijinks over there. Yeah, that guy's a jerk. I mean, he's years. like, he should stick he to helped hate with the fire. And I feel then, like you guys don't miss him too much. <laughs> well, you know, like he represents like your worst teacher that you if you ever had a bad teacher. So having him dead, no, I didn't. It, it sort of was a you know, it's like a you were living out in you know high school memory. <laughs> he did make them clean the janitor's closet. How dare he? How dare he? He also helped Kate burn down the Hale House. By yeah. the way, yeah. he needed to go. Yeah, um, and you- I showed up at ooh, teenage raves. Yeah, who does that? What kind of teacher are yeah, you? Yeah, he's creepy. I think all the teachers are a little suspicious. <laughs> right. I mean, we got Miss Morell. She's hanging out at the bank vault running to Allison. We I'm, got... I'll put I'm her suspicious in. of Coach Finstock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's that guy's issue? He's coach. checking out the locker rooms, boys, um, <laughs> telling them to get in shape. <laughs> and they're clearly in shape. Thank you for that scene as well. You're welcome. Um, but we, um, we get that... I, do you guys... I can only really ask her, but do you think the killer is someone we know in town? And will this druid killer be like Jackson and the Canima in that it's one of their friends and they don't want to kill them, they want to help them. In what my mind, I, I don't think it's a friend. I think it's someone older. Um, do we know them yet in the show? Possibly. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But I do, I just get the vibe that it is not one of the 
high schoolers. I think it's someone older. Mm -hmm. Just because they've mentioned so much, like the wisdom and the philosophers and all of that. that Are you calling high school students dumb? No. No. Okay. I was a high school student. <laughs> okay. I'm I, saying. I was brilliant. I was smarter. Have you met school. Lydia? She's I th- genius. I, th- I think our audience is very smart. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Uh-huh. Drawing so, parallels from last season, Gerard was controlling the Canima. So I think Deucalion could be controlling this person that's making the sacrifices. Who knows? I think that it's separate. But he's there for a bigger reason. You guys know. Oh, sorry. Are you sharing with us? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> but, but I'm just not sure if whoever's doing it is, they're obviously not working alone. And is someone controlling them? Um, while I think that you're right that they could possibly be tied to Deucalion, I don't think they're tied to the entire Alpha Pack. Mm-hmm. Just because, in my opinion, the twins really did look shocked. So I think that... They, I don't think they're working alone either. I'll agree with you on a lot of those points then. Okay. I guess we're on the same page. Good. Does okay, let's, right? let's talk about uh, trouble with the twins. All right. So we get the pranks, uh, Ethan and Aiden, and running some pranks uh, trying to get Danny in trouble. But he just gets detention, and uh, then we see the reverse later and Scott pulling out the parts. I, I Isaac, loved that. Isaac in trouble, not Danny. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Isaac. Isaac. Thank you. Fans would have like screamed at me. Right. I would have gotten brutally uh, the threefold death on Twitter. <laughs> we'll have to figure out what that is. <laughs> but I would have gotten sacrificed on Twitter yeah. for sure. Um, and then I like that reverse we get where you know we get the reverse prank yeah. of with the bike in the in the school. Right. And he actually gets suspended. So they won. And I liked how Scott was pulling out the parts and was like, this looks important. Yeah, that's a fun scene. That's a very fun, fun scene. The comic I, relief. We enjoyed it. I remember um, Majestic and I were writing that scene. Jessica was actually took the first pass of that, writing that scene. And he mm. was like... Oh, it was great. They, he was like smashing in through lockers and <laughs> knocking down trophy cases. <laughs> and, and doing just like wheelies. And I was like... Like laying, you know, a strip <laughs> down the entire... I said, Jessica, so we, we make a show on a very tight budget. Yeah. Very tight budget. I said, if Jeff reads that, his head is going to explode. Because, you know, Jeff's a show creator and yeah. a writer, but he's also a producer. He knows all about the budgets. Yeah. I said, don't even let him read that. Don't even know you were thinking that. Yeah. Just, like, have him go down the corridor. So it's like the, yeah, the bike turns a corner. and, and They do a nice job. And it, that song is so badass. Yeah, it was. The Bloody Beetroot song is so badass. And I believe that was Chris Tar- Targiu who was on the bike, right? It was. And yes. we had him on the second episode. To crazy Australian stunt people. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. That was actually the first day that I went out to set was when they were shooting that oh, scene. Wow. And yeah. got to see the bike go down with the rig and everything. Yeah, it was and really doing the flip, you know, the, doing the flip over... Uh, Ooh, fun that kind of day. Fun that was Good exciting. Times. And then Deucalion punishes the twins with one flick of his wrist, which was pretty good, not yeah. being able to see at yeah. all. Oh, yeah. He's got really good accuracy. It's like, <laughs> it's like he's practiced that a lot or yeah. something. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. It's his disciplinary tool. Yeah. yeah. And we get, we get that moment with Isaac where he's claustrophobic in the room because yeah. of his past. And... I'm like a lot of us, we have these dark moments from our childhood that, you know, the trauma never really leaves us, and we can see that in him. Absolutely. And I really liked that moment. Team Wolf is dark. Poor Isaac. You, he is. I mean, he's he's probably the most, I don't, well, I don't know about the Tortured. most damage, but he, I mean, <laughs> that's not Yeah, but that's an extreme. I mean, Derek's yeah. whole family died, but I don't feel like he had a terrible childhood. I don't feel like his mom abused him, but, right. but Isaac has had, I, I mean, that's a really traumatic thing to happen to you and unfortunately mm-hmm. 
unfortunately, there's real life cases of stuff like that happening, which is horrifying, right. you know. But uh, the and fact just that he, when you think he finds a place where he's safe and right, and then Derek kick jerk. him out, and then he's going to other people. But yeah, no, that's, that's a pretty. I mean, it's kind of like. I mean, that's a kind of serious scene. I mean, you know, we have fun with it. I like to edit that stuff. I mean, mm. I'm kind of dark anyhow, and I enjoy Ooh. it. But <laughs> but it, it, it it's a pre, it's a serious scene. I'm like, mm. uh, you know, I always feel bad for the kid. You know, I get a little Absolutely. tear in my eye, and yeah. then just just keep just twisting keep twisting that, and that and then knife. you put yeah. him in the ice bath. Yeah, <laughs> um, it doesn't last long. My my sympathy. Yeah. Uh, I like that moment in the end where Isaac turns to his last friend to Scott, and he, you can see that he's going to ask to stay under his roof, which I took to kind of be asking to be part of Scott's pack. I kind of saw that a little further. What did you I think? I was getting the same vibe, uh-huh. and I felt like you could feel that even a little bit earlier in the episode. When he gets out of the closet and it's Scott that holds him down and says his name and gets him to snap out of it. So I felt, I feel like they are already having this friendship bond that's been growing. So I think it could be an easy, well, not exactly easy transition, but he could be accepted into Scott's pack. Although Scott needs to be more alpha in my mind. I think he really needs to own his alpha. He's getting there slowly. Character development. We need to see the arc over, you know, we have it's lots of episode episodes. Four. We'll see yeah, what happens. Episode it's all four. happening. Happen. A lot can happen at eight I more episodes. I watch and I'm like, let's go. But then I love that I don't get to know everything because it keeps you going. But it's the same as I mentioned with, like, Decalion shifting. It's like when I'm watching it, I'm like, come on, come on, come on. And then it doesn't happen. I'm like, ah. But then you get excited for the next time because you're like, maybe this time. time. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Always on the edge of our seats. But let's get into our last topic before we have our interview with Alyssa and Jessica. Surprise! What? I was trying to tell you, but then the music came on. Oh, okay. So we have the Demon Wolf, a.k.a. Decalion's plan. And you know what? He's on a star search, and he is discovering new talents. This is his tryouts, and that would be an awesome spinoff. Like, tryouts to be part of Deucalion's Do you have to be impaled the entire time? That's That's part of it. That's a really terrible... I I imagine it being more sort of like American Idol, where you just have really bad, you know, werewolf candidates, where alpha candidates come in. Yep. (laughs) Like the little dangly one. Yeah. They can't even do one shirtless push-up or something. Oh, yeah, that's... You can't be an alpha. alpha. (laughs) What I want to know is, do these... Do these alphas have special abilities? Like, Kali, she's always, like, barefoot, and she's a kickboxer. And the twins, they're obvious, and I'm not sure what Ennis does. Ennis has superhuman, amazing arms. Huge. Okay. Have you seen those guys? I have. I'm scared. Yeah. But I was just, you know, I know he's on the star search, and now I'm like, okay, what's everyone's, you know, specific abilities? And, um, you know, I... have a lot of info. It's like the Injustice League, almost. It's sort of... I kind of see, uh, in my opinion, I think that Deucalion is wanting everyone to kill their pack and become part of his big alpha pack. But then, you know, patterns repeat. And you think this too. And you can't say if we're right or not, but I really think that he wants to then kill his alpha pack then becomes something even bigger than the demon wolf. Once a demon wolf, always a demon wolf? Is that what you're saying? I think it gets bigger than the demon wolf. I think I it think just maybe, keeps going. Maybe it's too big to handle, though. Yeah, There's but a certain point where what's I think beyond you, demon, like arch demon. I don't Satan know. wolf. I would have to pull out my fiend, fo- fiend folio fiend, to yeah, find okay. that out. I don't know, but I'm expecting it. And you know what? I think they should be worried because he told them, you know. He wants Derek to kill one of his pack members because then he'll realize, you know, you get faster, you get stronger, and then you'll just want to keep doing it. I won't have to, you know, encourage you to do it. It's like I it's, love it's like, like werewolf meth. 
It's an addiction. Yeah, yeah. werewolf meth. I was gonna yeah. go like eating a Pringle or something. I love that. Part. <laughs> That's I one. Love, you go to Pringles and I go to meth. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That says a lot about the characters <laughs> right, we have. Right. Writers. Did, did we mention she's dark? <laughs> I will have to say I loved the storyline though about the parts being part of the whole and just how that concept has kind of tied through with all of the werewolf nature of like how their pack grows and their strength grows and how that's transferring into alpha pack and also just like the little details like how the alpha's injuries will last longer than a normal werewolf. Right. All of those make the show so much better because it's the detail that like makes it count. And so I really liked that. But I'm completely with her. Mm-hmm. I think that he's like has a plan to kill all these alphas. And I don't get why they didn't think of that and why they're not thinking of that. You know, if when he clearly told them he killed it off his pack, do you really want to join up with this guy now? <laughs> Hello. But he's kind of hot. I mean, you know, it's like he's super hot. Like, you know, have you never dated a, a you never had a bad boyfriend? I'm just saying. Yeah. And also his options over that. are pretty much like <laughs> well, they might not be over yet. Yeah, it is. I mean, you're like not left with you in the beginning. It's not, you're so. not left with much of a choice, are you? You right. have a chance to yeah. be powerful yeah. for a while even if that's not crossing your exactly. mind versus yeah. having a pole in your spine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, I kind of see um Scott, you know, he's obviously not going to fall for this, but I see him drifting away from Styles and like he is kind of forming his own pack here with Isaac. So what do you think is going to happen there? Do you think he's losing touch with Styles and Team Human and he's forming his own pack? And do you think that he'll kill uh, someone to, be, to become more? I don't think that Scott would kill any of them just to become more powerful. Like, he's been such a strong, like, moral, like, character in my mind. Where Absolutely. He's, he's always, like, trying to fight for, like, the right decision and trying to save people and standing up for them when they're in trouble. So I don't see him killing anyone for the reason to become more powerful. Maybe to save someone else, he could kill someone, but not for the same motives that, like, the Alpha Pack has, at least in my head. But I do know what you mean. I feel like he's still trying to be, like, neutral ground. Like, when he was talking with Styles and Isaac, Isaac about, like, um, about the sacrifices, and, like, they were asking him to kind of side with one of them. Right. He kind of is still walking that tightrope of, well, I don't know, and you could be right, too, and I'm just mm-hmm. going to take my time and think about this. She's pretty smart. And so he's... But if you notice... By, they smart, were on, by smart, I mean, like, I'm, you, you're playing you understood our simple writing. So <laughs> yeah, I and I, I like the where the characters were placed in the scene, because you have Scott in the middle, and you have Styles on one right. side, and Isaac on the other. So okay. it's like he's in the middle right now. Okay, so now, guys, I would like to get into our interview with Alyssa and Jessic. (laughs) So, guys, I'm always interested in how aspects from our childhood lead us into specific careers. What from your childhoods would you say contributed to you choosing to be in the industry? Well, so my mom named me Jessic Langston Griffin because she wanted me to be a writer. So it was kind of, you know. That was set in stone. That was kind of set in stone. You popped out and you were like... Give me a pen. Yeah. You were born with a bias of a pursuit. Yes. Did I mention the self-loathing? And, uh, <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. Well, I think everyone who becomes a writer starts as a reader at some point. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so. If you do, I don't, I mean, I guess maybe there's probably someone out there that can prove that they're a writer without being a, a voracious reader. There probably is, but I've never met them. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know how you learn without reading other things, so. 
Were you guys always, this is just, I guess, a personal interest question for me, because, like, I love to write, but I'm always scared of other people reading my writing. Absolutely. 100%. Welcome, welcome, welcome to, to being a writer, yes. yeah. Okay, I was really wondering, how do you guys, like, deal with those obstacles, like, when you first present someone with your work, like, what's running through your mind? Bourbon? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay, good note. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Stock up on bourbon when yeah, you get home. Yeah, and let's, you know, depending on, you know, your, your, what you can afford and your budget, and, like, you know, let's go above me. Mark a little bit. Let's, <laughs> you know, if you really make it, go to the Pappy Van Winkle. But that's just for special occasions. But you know, just you know, you can do a Mickner's Rye, maybe some Rye. That's really popular right Writing now. Writing equals drinking. Yeah, for a yeah, lot of people, not yes. for everybody. It seems to be a, a, a common theme. I would, I, oh, go ahead. Jesse. I would you can say, answer uh, you know, it helps to have an advocate, a buddy. Like if you have a teammate, someone who can sort of be there for you. You know, because uh, not just to be be someone you can bounce ideas off of, but someone who will, you know, encourage you and be a safe place for you to take your ideas. So we kind of provide that for each other. Yeah, uh, you know, absolutely. Writing, That's but, great. But even, you know, it doesn't have to be your partner. It can be, you know, it could be your mom. It could be, you know, someone else. <laughs> don't be your mom. But you need... <laughs> don't be your... Don't take <laughs> your ideas to your mom, no. No, I mean, you can tell her, but your mom better like it. If your mom doesn't like it, right. that yeah. doesn't tell you anything about well, your You know, your mom can be like your first one. And okay, you can, great. You know, you find if a, a she doesn't mate. like it, <laughs> yeah, though, it's... maybe choose another career because <laughs> your mom should love everything you do. Or your mom has been trapping you in an icebox. One of the two, yeah. I, uh, since you guys were talking about that, um, how you bounce ideas off other each other, and I know you work together on several other projects, and Teen Wolf, is there something right now that you're currently working on together as a side project? Uh, we have actually we we write in a three sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so we, we have write a, solo, we write as partners, and then we write as a three. As it depends three. on what we're it's doing. Like a triangle formation. Well, it's like a Scandinavian triad because he's uh-huh. Swedish, I'm Finnish, and our partner Marcus Ashley, whose song was actually in episode two because he's actually a singer with his wife uh, Little and Ashley. They're very talented. Um, he is Norwegian, so we're like a yeah. Ooh, fancy yeah. schmancy. Oh, no. And the, both they were Sunscreen. from Minnesota. And, uh, we actually have a uh, – we, we are constantly doing stuff. I don't have time right now, but we have <laughs> done it before. And uh, Jeff Davis is supposed to be looking over our outline at the moment for a horror movie. That's that so we, uh That I pitched to him last year, and uh, so we wrote it up. I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's, it's, it's fun. I, I mean, you know, by fun, I mean people die. And it's very dark. <laughs> and it's, yeah. <laughs> it's super fun. And so would we'll you like edit it. it? I don't I don't know. If you had time away from Teen Wolf. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of Teen Wolf ahead of me, so I don't know if I'm going to have any time to do anything else. I don't I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it would be fun to edit it if I wrote it and edited it. I wouldn't want to write and direct and edit it. I don't think that would be a good idea. But, but we have a, you have a lot of friends who are editors as you came through, and we have, we have a lot of yeah, yeah. editor friends that we would also go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, oh, we'll see how it goes. Do you guys have a specific like place or time of day that you guys try and like come up with new ideas for writing or any place you find yourself like in the car with your friends? Like, where's the where do you get your best ideas? The shower. That's what I was. It's actually true. <laughs> a lot of the ideas that we've ended up developing have come from her. So I was in the shower yesterday and I yeah, came our, up our, with this idea just came to me. Our, it like, comes oh. out of the stream. Yeah. yeah. Well, in the speaking <laughs> of stream, or when I like I get up, I, I did this in the writers' room recently. I. I was like thinking, I'm like, I gotta go to the bathroom, and I came out of the bathroom, I'm like, I have a pitch. So I don't. I think it's just the. It gives your brain a time to to shut off for a while. Maybe it's the echoing in there. It could you be just the hear, echoing. You know. Yeah, uh, and then we write. I, I like to write at night. 
Like some writers, like definitely like like one of my heroes, Stephen J. Cannell, who uh, did tons and tons of TV, like the A Team and everything. Um, who passed away, unfortunately. He was talking about he used to get up at five a.m. and he would do this really regimented thing. I like to write from about midnight to four a.m. is my mm-hmm. favorite time to work. It's quiet. Maybe that's why you do horror a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could say a no. lot about me. But, uh, Butterflies at that time. <laughs> right. I just like it. I like it best. I do so afternoon is good for me and then night is is the best for me. Jessica's a little different. Yeah, I just write whatever I can. You can't really chase the muse. You have to sort of sit down and do it. So if you have time to to do it, you have to like put your but in the chair. Yeah, that's true. I mean, this is if I can choose, if I'm doing something a little more casual. When you have a deadline, then you just kind of sit down and write. And yeah. It's a job. What would be your advice, your words of advice for people wanting to get in the industry, wanting to, you know, write? I would write. say people, yeah, people who want to write, write when they want to. Mm-hmm. And people who are writers, write. And or yes. shower. Take lots of showers. <laughs> lots, of showers. lots of showers. Hygiene is important. <laughs> that could also, yeah, that's a good piece of advice for everyone. Thank you guys for answering all those questions. And I'm sure we're going to get a bunch more that I'll possibly email you guys all the Twitter comments and questions that our fans have. Let's go ahead and roll into predictions. Okay. We really did roll. Did you hear that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Um, I know you guys can't really give us too yeah, many we'll predictions. I'm just going to stand here with her, sit here with, with our coffee. water. Uh, you know what? I like that little flash of Mrs. Argent, and I expect we'll see her haunting um, Allison's daydreams again. What do you think? I mean, I agree with that. I think that Allison, it was very interesting seeing her be, like, the bad student this season. Like, she sleeping in class, like, she she's normally on top of her stuff, so I'm wondering why she's sleeping in class, why she's not getting enough sleep everywhere else. She's a secret agent. Whoa, that went over <laughs> my head. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. But, I, but I feel like, you know, she's taking on this whole mission on, on her own. You know, so she's looking at everything on. She's not working with anyone, even Lydia. I mean, I think they tried to paint her walls, but who knows if that <laughs> ever got done. <laughs> that was like their bonding period. But, you know, I think she's on her own mission. She's still getting over her mom and now knowing, you know, what happened with her mom and why she really died and got the bite. I think she's just trying to process everything right now. She's in process mode. She's doing something, though. I feel like there's something she's spending her time doing outside of school. And Mm -hmm. I hope that that she stays a good student and doesn't fail out and take a more. Is that your own anxieties coming back? (laughs) I graduated. I'm good. Good. Nice job. Uh, yes. So there was a tease of an Isaac and Allison relationship. How do you feel about that? No, this is not okay. <laughs> friends should not date friends. It creates a lot of drama. You know what, Isaac? We wouldn't want any drama. We would not want, we would any not drama want drama. On the show. On we want no, drama. And you know what, Isaac needs a hug. Yeah. He needs some loving. Possibly and some therapy. Possibly some therapy, and when your girlfriend tries, when someone tries to kill you, you might like them, because it's like hard love. It's like they didn't like you at first. (laughs) That's one way to definitely get into Scott's pack. But now that they're getting to know you, (laughs) I I think that, you know, sparks are going to fly. Something's going to happen. They were very close when she was uh, wiring that bike for him. I definitely felt that, too. And even in the the closet, Mm -hmm. there was a lot of moments it worries me, though. They, they were putting I, stuff I, I like away very slowly. Friendship. They were spending lots of time in the janitor's closet, almost enjoying it. And Derek and Mrs. Blake, our relationship, yeah, I think that's going to happen. M- Ms. Blake. Ms. Blake, that's right. She's not married. No. 
also no affairs. Not no, that much. Not I'm on the I'm on the second fold of death right now on Twitter. <laughs> I got one more, and hopefully I, I got to speed through these predictions so I don't get killed. Um, and yeah, I agree that she's supernatural. You know what? She knows. Uh, she's I'm a lang- language you, teacher. She's just new in town. I thought she was an English teacher. Yeah. Language. English. Boy. Gaelic. English is a language. Gaelic. English. Same thing. <laughs> I feel like you're confident with the, the French guidance counselor. I will say she is supernatural. Yep. There's something going on with, with her. And you know what? She needs to work it out with Allison. They need to talk about that. Or else she's Cat just going yeah, to keep putting her in detention. Did you have any other predictions you wanted to throw out there? Besides that that's going to be a cat fight? Nope, that's good. Um, I just want to say thank you for a couple more guys on YouTube and Twitter. Dark Sunlight on iTunes, Stephen B on Twitter, Sapphire. We had uh, Nerdy Success, Evil Twins, Peter, Siniad Williams, Brew, Canargan, Salma, David from Italy, all really loving the after show, loving you guys coming on here. So appreciative of the inside awesome. information. Oh, I love the Italy thing. We met a Teen Wolf fan when we were in Italy yeah, in November. Great. It was sweet. There are so many of them. Yeah, it's awesome. And, and they love Teen Wolf. Italy rocks. Thank you guys again so much for joining, and I hope Thanks to see you us. guys again soon. And thank you for all the inside information. I'm Cinematic Escape on Twitter, or you can Bing my blog, Cinematic Escape. Where can we find you? Here. She's on AfterBuzz. What or other? On Sundays for True Blood. Sarah doesn't have a Twitter. Do you guys yes. have a Twitter? Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at Jessic J E S E C. It's not very exciting. I don't have a lot of time to tweet, but uh, you know, if you follow. Do you have me, a website? Or anything else they could go to? Go to jessicgriffin.com and there see some of the voice stuff that I do. Yeah, that would be cool. And you're on Facebook. Yeah, I'm on Facebook. I am not on anything. You're not Hi. nowhere. <laughs> we can be friends in the real world. So tw- tweet at Jessic. The question's also for Alyssa. Sure. <laughs> Thank you guys so much and join us next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.